if, if we will actually take the data that we collect and make changes based on that information to ensure that we have a safer workspace, we're going to stave off a whole lot more liability. Hello and welcome to another episode of Law and Church, a podcast for church leaders. My name is Brian Fitton. I'm here with Josh Bryant, managing attorney at Church General Counsel and an ordained pastor. All right, Josh, it is National Safety Month and we've had some great episodes and I'm excited to talk about today's topic. Um, you know, we're limiting liability for workplace injury. That's so important, especially during Safety Month. This has been great, a great series. Kind of tee us up for the, uh, the episode here. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there are a whole lot of issues that come up when we talk about employment law, but one of them we have to address is workplace safety. Uh, And a lot of times the context in which we hear that is through workers' compensation. All right. Now, your state laws are going to require that most churches uh, have some sort of workers' compensation program. It could be insurance. Sometimes states will let you self-insure that. But ultimately, you need to understand that as the employer, you're, you're responsible for the medical bills and paid time off to recover from workplace injuries. And so um, if number one, if you don't have a safe workspace, then you're going to increase those complaints. And uh, in the course that we've talked about in the past couple of episodes that we have on uh, lawandchurch.com right now, uh, we talk about some of the statistics, just the numbers of, uh, of reduced claims from having a safety program of some type that avoids these liabilities. We're talking about, uh, you're cutting your the number of claims that you have against your workers' compensation insurance in half. You're cutting the cost per claim down by 80%. You're cutting the the amount of time that you, your staff loses away from the office down by more than 80%. And so uh, it's just the, the numbers are staggering as to, you know, the little investment that we give to making sure we have a safe workspace. Uh, there's a huge return on that investment in terms of, fewer complaints or fewer claims, uh, the cost of a claim is lower, the amount of time that staff are out of the office for workplace injuries goes down when an injury actually happens. It's, it's, a, it's amazing uh, the, the difference it can make. And so here are just eight simple things that we're going to talk about uh, that can help your church do that and lower or even avoid liability for workplace injuries. Absolutely. Yeah. And eight, uh, obviously eight topics. That's a lot of things, but they are really quick and easy things that you can do to make sure that your church is protected and that you're able to protect uh, those that matter, obviously. So um, let's jump into that first one. Uh, One of my favorites, we're talking about policy, but make sure that your churches have a safety policy. A little bit about that, don't you, Josh? Safety Absolutely. We, we, we do, we do some policy around here. We help churches yes. write policy a whole lot. And so, um, but this is, this is not just a policy. This is an entire program. This is a culture that you build into your church. And so better churches have this type of policy uh, and they take it beyond the policy to being an entire program and really just saying, we're going to have a safe workspace uh, and, and make that part of our employment culture here. Uh, and so there's a whole lot to that. Really the entire first segment of this course is dedicated to the building of uh, a safety program and a safety policy. And so we go into detail with it, uh, but there are multiple components, the most important of which we've talked about this in previous episodes is it starts at the top. Uh, This is a top-down leadership model. It incorporates everybody. It it takes input from everybody, but leaders lead by example. Uh, And so um, 
you've got to have a safety policy and you've got to practice that safety policy first and foremost, but you also have to enforce it uh, and make sure uh, that the policy that you have, number one, complies with the law, uh, but number two is one that you can actually enforce, that you can follow up on and so forth. So better churches are going to have that type of a policy. Absolutely. Number two is better churches provide safety training for their workforce. Absolutely. You know, knowledge is power. The more you know, right? And here comes the star going across the screen. <laughs> da, 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 da. All right. The more you know, uh, the more we talk about things, the more aware we're going to be of them. Uh, and, you know, I've been in those situations before where, uh, I'll never notice something until somebody says it and then it bugs me to no end uh, because that's all I do is notice what they're talking about. Right. And so the same thing happens here. The more we talk about, the more we make ourselves aware of these safety issues, the more we're going to notice them and the more we're going to try to avoid them. Uh, and so we've got to be able to provide safety training. And we've talked last week uh, at length about training uh, on ergonomics and making sure we talk about, uh, you know, how do we create an ergonomically safe workspace uh, in our offices? Uh, but there's all sorts of other training that we need to talk about. We need to talk about how we store chemicals in churches. We oftentimes need to talk about how we cook meals uh, and how we work with food products. We need to talk about, um, you know, training and, and okay, who has permission to be on the lift, changing the lights in the fellowship hall. Uh, how do we train to safety in those situations? How do we train to safety on traveling? How do we train to safety on landscaping and physical activities uh, that we'll sometimes do with kids and youth? And so all of these things are, are training issues that we have to talk through. And if we'll talk about them, our staff will be more aware of them. And as we're more aware of, them, uh, of these issues, we will avoid uh, more workplace injuries. And, and again, you can see the statistics for how fewer claims you have, how much uh, it goes down, the, the, the cost of each claim goes down, how much time away from the office staff members, all of those things go down if we'll just talk about them a lot more uh, and, and make sure that everybody's aware of these safety issues so that we can avoid them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and and not just, you know, training on there, but also measuring our compliance with those with that safety policy. So talk a little bit about that, our third point. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the first boss that I ever had uh, after law school told me, he said, listen, you cannot manage what you cannot measure. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you're going to if, if you're going to manage something, if you're going to manage a safety program, if you're going to manage people, you've got to be able to measure uh, and, and create metrics on those things. And so we've got to measure our compliance with safety, safety issues. And so, um, you know, if we walk into a bathroom and we see cleaning materials left out, we need to document that. If we see somebody on a lift not wearing a harness, we need to document that. But that can get really negative real quick. Then it can it can kind of feel like, oh, we've just got safety cops uh, who are walking around. Um, you know, and it, so not only do we need to document, we need to document the times where we go into a bathroom and we see the chemicals are put where they're supposed to be and locked up. We need to document the times we see the lift in use uh, and see them using a harness and wearing a helmet like they're supposed to be. And so all of those things are necessary components of measuring our compliance with safety policies. Uh, and it can go a long way if you have a, a good data set on, hey, we make sure that we are, are safe and we provide safety equipment. Uh, it can go a long way in kind of limiting some of your liability, especially if something still goes wrong. Hey, we did everything we could we provided the safety equipment. They just didn't use it properly. Or we provided the training. They just didn't use the training. They didn't use the knowledge they had. Um, and, and it can help kind of stave off some of the liability that your church might face uh, as a result of it. And so make sure you're measuring your compliance with that safety policy as well. Uh, and we'll talk about what to do with those numbers later on in the podcast. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think going into this next topic, topic four, uh, better churches correct mistakes that cause injury. I think a large part of this is leaders need to listen, right, to those who do know or yeah, are, are more of the experts in in whatever field, you know, we're trying to make sure that we have safety um, instituted. And so what is what is something when it comes to the actually churches or correcting those mistakes that cause injury? Yeah, you know, and a, a lot of times it can be as simple as the doctor who, uh, you know, a patient comes in and says, hey, it hurts when I do this. And the doctor says, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It can really be that simple. Uh, and so there, there can be times where we say, hey, uh, I was doing this and it kind of hurt when I lifted this box. Okay, don't lift the box that way. Don't do that. Uh, get some help lifting that much weight. Uh, whatever, just don't do that. Uh, at the same time, we need to do a couple of things. Number one, when we measure and we document the fact that, hey, we say we're going to lock these chemicals up and those chemicals weren't locked up, we need to say, okay, what do we need to change in order to sh- ensure that that doesn't happen again? Uh, who left them out? This, nobody's in trouble yet, uh, but who left them out? What was the circumstance? Okay, well, do, do we need to set reminders? Okay, um, hey, we're going to put a sign on the back of the door that says make sure chemicals are locked up. Okay, great. We've corrected that error. Uh, If somebody actually gets hurt, we need to know exactly what they were doing, when they were doing it, where they were doing it, how they were doing it, why they were doing it. And we need to take all of that information from the accident and say, what can we do to make sure that doesn't happen again? And this can seem like a whole lot of administrative work. Nobody goes to seminary saying, hey, I want to make sure that we have safe workspaces. I understand it takes away from those ministry responsibilities but we're talking about people's lives and this is important stuff. We want to make sure that our workspaces are safe. Uh, and so if, if we will actually take the data that we collect and make changes based on that information to ensure that we have a safer workspace, we're going to stave off a whole lot more liability. Absolutely. Absolutely. The uh, number, number five here, better church leaders lead by example and safety practices. I can't tell you how many people I've worked for that say, yeah, yeah, go take that training or yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, just make sure you get it done. Don't listen, but they don't take it seriously. So that automatically conveys, this is not important to the boss. It doesn't need to be important to me, but leading by example in this is so important. Yeah. And we've talked about this in the last couple of episodes, you know, Church leaders lead by example in taking care of their own mental health. Uh, church leaders lead by example in practicing the safety things that we've talked about from an ergonomic standpoint. But in all aspects, church leaders take responsibility and they lead by example. And so, you know what? Sometimes the senior pastor is going to have to be out there shoveling snow. All right. The senior pastor needs to make sure they have on slip resistant boots. They need to make sure they're wearing gloves so they don't get blisters on their hands. Lead by example. Um, if you're going to be up on top of the roof, if you're going to be changing a light bulb, lead by example, take the appropriate safety precautions. And this is important not only for your workforce, but for your, your volunteers as well. And for the people who are coming to church, because if they don't see you doing that, number one, it could cause them to lose confidence, especially if somebody gets hurt. But when they are there and they're, it's not a matter of a job being on the line and it's not a matter of them getting a paycheck. If you're not leading by example in, in working safely, what's going to make them want to volunteer safely. Uh, and, and so you've really got to lead by example that set the bar and, and, and live by the bar that you set and, and practice those safety measures as well. Yes. All right. Number six, better churches have a solid reporting process for injuries. You're talking about measuring, right? We can't manage what we can't measure. Uh, let's make sure we're measuring those. So this is part of that process. Absolutely. Um, you've got to have a process and this is not just a matter of, 
of being able to measure it and report it so that we can make changes in the future, this is a legal requirement. Uh, if you do not have a reporting process in place where people can report workspace injuries, uh, you are in violation of occupational safety and health rules and regulations and laws. Uh, and so this is a requirement. If you're going to be that next level church, if you're going to be that better church, you are going to have a process in place and it's going to be clearly communicated to everybody in your church. Here's how we report a workspace injury. Here's the person you need to talk to. Maybe here's a form you need to fill out. Um, you know, it, it doesn't have to be all that complicated, but you need to make sure that you have that process in place because if you don't and there's a workplace injury, if OSHA gets involved, your church is going to find itself uh, in, in some trouble and under some scrutiny that you don't really want to be under. So make sure you've got a good, solid reporting process in place, not only that says, here's who you talk to, but what do we do with the information we've received now? Make sure you've got that good process in place. Absolutely. Well, and it only makes sense to uh, to make sure that everybody has very clear expectations and they know where to go if something does happen. I think that's great. And that actually rolls into our next point, number seven, better churches involve everyone in creating safe workspaces. Yeah. You know, and so I've heard uh, people complain, uh, you know, they're the ones responsible for changing the light bulbs in uh, in the, the gym. Uh, but the senior pastor is the one who uh, creates the policy and says, here's what we're going to do in, when, when changing that. Uh, and, and what ended up happening is, is people say, well, these managers who have never touched the lift, they don't understand uh, what it actually takes. They don't understand that, number one, this is a huge burden with very little safety um, return on that investment. Uh, or number two, hey, there's a less burdensome way we can get a whole lot more safety uh, if they would just listen to me. And so when you're creating a safety program, the whole point of this being that you need to talk to everybody. You need to say, hey, we're going to create a safety program. What are some workplace injuries that you've noticed or some some hazards in the church that you've noticed? Um, what are some things that you can think of that we can put in place to stave off those injuries and help keep you safe as you do your job? Uh, and not just involving staff, but in also involving volunteers. You know, we have people in our churches that are contractors. And so when we are building things in the church, they know what safety precautions to take. Involve those guys. Uh, we have people in our churches who uh, are electricians who spend a whole lot of time on lifts, uh, doing electrical work in ceilings and attics and whatnot. So involve those people because they have the knowledge and the subject matter expertise to help you build that program. So involve everyone. Don't just make this a top down in terms of you're going to do it. Uh, you know, I'm going to create the program and you're going to do it. And then I'll, I'll lead by example. That's not the only top down leadership we're talking about. This also needs to be a ground up leadership issue where we're going to everybody. We're involving all of our stakeholders uh, and there's that word again, stakeholder uh, ethics here. We're involving all of our stakeholders and talking to them so that we can make an ethical decision on how we're going to promote safety, but also make sure that we create a safety program that people feel like they have buy-in to. Because if they feel like they have buy-in, they're a heck of a lot more likely to be compliant uh, with that policy than if they just feel like somebody's giving them busy work to do or making them do something that doesn't create a whole lot of extra safety. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's making sure that you're listening as a leader, making sure that you're implementing that. And I mean, it is, I mean, you hire them for a specific role. So make sure that you're taking their feedback into account when, when developing these, these processes. So, uh, and policies. So, uh, the last one that we have number eight is better churches also extend workplace safety to volunteers. That's a whole Absolutely. nother, that's a whole nother level of, of uh, work, not just a standard business, because most businesses don't just have volunteers coming in to work for free. So yep. what, how does that apply to our churches? 
Yeah, you know, and so this is this is tough because you've got training that you need to do with volunteers specific to the job. You know, we need to train people how to take care of kids. We need to train people how to teach a Sunday school lesson. We need to train people how to be ushers and take up the offering and things like that. We've got to talk about those things. Guess what? I know I'm throwing more training on top of it. We've got <laughs> to train our volunteers how to work safely because the volunteer is not responsible for their own safety when they're volunteering for the church. The church is responsible for the safety of volunteers who are working at the church and your insurance is responsible for that. So you've got to make sure that you're providing some safety training to volunteers as well. Um, there, there are laws out there. The volunteer protection act is one of them. Um, and there are state level laws that are, are meant to protect volunteers. Uh, but ultimately it's, it's very clear in the law that the church is responsible for the safety of its volunteers. So you've got to provide that training. So if you have volunteers who are coming in doing desk work, you need to provide ergonomics equipment to those volunteers. If you've got volunteers who are going to go out in the community and they're going to be doing yard work and things, you've got to make sure that they have the proper equipment to do that yard work safe, safely. Uh, this is not an OSHA issue. Occupational Safety and Health Administration does not cover volunteers, but it is still a liability issue. And that's what we're talking about. How do we avoid legal liabilities here? And you do that by making sure everybody has the equipment they need to volunteer safely in your community. Uh, it will reflect on your church uh, if you don't do that. Uh, and, and certainly it will provide liability for your church if you don't do that. So make sure that you extend some of these workplace safety issues to your volunteers as well. Josh, you mentioned that at the beginning, but we have a, a course that they can take. Where can they find that? Absolutely. Go to lawnchurch.com. Uh, the churches uh, or the course is going to be front and center there uh, where you can sign up for that course. Um, listen, this is a pandemic. You may have a little bit of extra time on your hands. Uh, and so this is a good time to do it. But because it's a pandemic, we know budget and resources are tight. And so we've taken what is normally a $99 course and knocked it off 80%. It's 20 bucks uh, to, to take this course. And there's all sorts of information, all sorts of resources. You're going to have access to the entire course all at once and we'll continually add stuff to it. And so, you know, you can pick and choose what you want to take out of that course, but jump out there and get that course. This is great training for you. And certainly in addition to that, if you just need some coaching on how to create a safety program, or you need some help creating that, uh, and need some legal opinions or whatever, reach out to us, uh, here at the church law group, we'd be more than happy to help you uh, knock out some of these these issues as well. That's been another episode of Law and Church, and all the resources we've talked about today will be in the show notes. Uh, you can get those show notes on the Church Law blog at thechurchlawgroup.com or on our podcast website at lawandchurch.com. And of course, the show notes will always be available in your favorite podcasting app. That's right. And go do us a favor. Please go subscribe and review to our podcast. Listen, our heart is for the local church, and there are church leaders who really need to hear this stuff. And your review and subscription of the podcast just makes it that much more likely. And Certainly, we're going to be talking about stuff next week uh, that you're going to want to hear as we go into more detail. So uh, your subscription is also going to help make sure that you have access to that. And so uh, go do that. And then also make sure to go join the Church Law Group on Facebook. Just go to Facebook, search Law and Church, and you will find that group. You can also find the link in the show notes. Thanks, everyone. Yep. And we will uh, see you next week.